Welcome to the Unbecoming Podcast, where you can join me, Stephanie Baranowski, in an authentic, personal perspective of my expat journey and my many travel adventures. Grab a beverage of your choice, set yourself up in a cozy environment, and be prepared to be inspired. Each episode, I open up my personal narrative of what it's like to unbecome everything you once were in order to become everything you were meant to be. Let's dive in, head first, eyes closed, and a strong cup of tea. February 14th, Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to get the right gift, to show that you care. And some people have mixed feelings about Valentine's Day. Some people just think it's a Hallmark holiday. Some people have the opinion, well, why do I have to just share my love on one day and show that I care on one day? Shouldn't it be every day of the year or a thread throughout the year? And some people really put emphasis on it. I know some people who think, well, if my partner doesn't do anything for me on Valentine's Day, it's done. And I know a few girls who have, you know, when their partner hasn't done anything for them on Valentine's Day, they're like, nope. That's it, we're done, and they've broken up with them. So it's an interesting holiday. It's supposed to be about love, but it ends up being pressure and resentment and hostility if you don't get what you want. But then it gets me thinking too, well, why would you not want to give somebody that you love something, regardless of what the holiday is? It's just a nice reminder every year with the holiday to give something to somebody you love. And sometimes we do need that reminder. When we get caught up in life and the routine of it, and then all of a sudden days go by, weeks go by, months go by sometimes, and you sit and you think, huh, it's actually been a while since I connected with my partner. Huh, it's been a while since I... I received something from my partner or been acknowledged. So it's not necessarily that you just do something for your partner on that one day in the year. It's just a nice reminder throughout the whole year that that person really matters to you. And oh yeah, that's right. I need to show them that I care and I, and I love and, and not get caught up in the hustle and bustle of things. And it could be for the same for any holiday, really. Those exact same point of views can be taken and addressed to every single holiday out there. So I think to myself, well, what is it about this holiday that there's so much pushback from people? And what is it about this holiday that puts so much pressure on people? Out of all the other holidays, why does this one put so much pressure on romantic relationships? and marriages and partnerships to share love. And if you don't have a significant other, you can feel pretty awful for some. Although women have kind of taken their own power and made a Galentine's Day out of it, which I think is an amazing thing to do because love comes in all forms. And um, we have many different loves in our lives. We have you know, our unconditional family love, we have romantic love, we have love for our kids, we have love for our pets, etc. And so I call it the day of love. 
I don't really call it Valentine's Day, but I see it as the day of love. And I think it's just really important when I, when I change that frame of mind in my mind and I see it as the day of love, it takes the pressure of expectations away, but it also kind of makes me sit back and think into myself, you know, love is not supposed to be conditional. It's not supposed to be you give in order to receive. You just give and you love because you genuinely care about that person and you're thinking about them. So when I think about the day of love, also known as Valentine's Day, I think to myself that it should be given freely and it should be given without expectation and it should be something that you want to do for your partner. Not that you need to do, but you want to do because that person is really important in your life. And that got me thinking a little bit further on romantic relationships and, and how people play games and, you know, for attraction purposes and, you know, people withhold love when they, when they feel like they're not getting their needs met or they feel hostile or if something's not working for them, they go the extreme and they may delete that person or block that person. And I have to admit, I've been a culprit of thinking those thoughts and expressing those thoughts. And maybe in my early twenties, I may have done some of those things. Um, but as I mature and as I grow and as I move through my own romantic relationships uh, over the years, and I've come to realize that regardless of what that person gives in return, to give them love is coming from you. And to give love also is giving love to yourself. And I think that it, it should just be given freely. Otherwise, it's manipulation. So if it's not given freely and you're giving with the intention of receiving, that's manipulation. And is manipulation really love? And we have to meet people where they're at. Some people just don't have the capacity to give us what we need and what we want at the time. Maybe they're dealing with their own internal struggles and they don't have the energy to cultivate giving what you need and what you want at that time. But it doesn't mean that they care about you any less. It just may mean that they just don't have that in them in that moment. And I think when we articulate ourselves openly from a place of grounding from a place of understanding and from a place of it's me and you against the problem rather than me and you against each other. That's when real magic starts to happen and that's when real love starts to flourish because you start to really accept that person for where who they are, meeting them at their level and there's no games, there's no manipulation, there's no expectations, you just are loving them wholeheartedly for who they are in that moment, their energy that they're sharing with you, that they're cultivating with you, and where you are in your life at that moment in time. And that is pure. And that is intentional. And that is free. And so when I think about this concept of love, and I, I'm still learning, I'm not an expert on it, but when I when I am thinking about it and and 
reflecting on my own experiences and, and reflecting on my own mistakes as well. Like I'm not perfect by any means. I mean, I'm, I'm out here spewing my words on this, but, um, I'm not perfect and I still have my downfalls and I still have my moments of, e I shouldn't have said that or e I shouldn't have done that. Um, and then I'm learning as I go and then I'm hoping that the more I learn about love and, and relationships, I can eventually pass that on to my own children one day so that they can be successful in having their own healthy, loving relationships one day and like creating that domino effect. So the hard work that we do within ourselves and the energy that we cultivate in ourselves is what we share outwards with the people that we love and the people that are around us and especially the people that we love. You know, I've I thought of this other concept too is why is it that we're so much nicer to people we don't know than the people that are closest to us that we do know. Why is that the case? Why do people end up putting a lot more expectations and pressures and, and um, not wanting to solve things the healthiest with the people that they are the closest to, that they love the most, but yet to complete strangers, um, it's, no, it's no issue to be nice and to put on your best foot forward. Shouldn't that be with the people that you love? It's, you know, a thought to think about. And then when I think about the, the day of love um, and receiving gifts and giving gifts, and this year um, I got flowers delivered, which was so, so nice. They're so beautiful. And it was not from who I expected, Um but it was a really nice gesture, and it, it was a nice reminder that, you know, love comes in all ways and shapes and sizes and forms, and um, it's the thought behind the gift and the thought process behind what that person um, means by showing you those things, by giving you those gifts. And in the past, I've had lots of flowers. Um, when I reflect back on my first engagement he was so romantic and I know you know I wrote a book on this story um he was so romantic and he would send me flowers long distance and he would snail mail me with puzzles and secret messages and um always always very romantic and I really enjoyed that and uh not so much did he get me chocolates as much but definitely he got me flowers a lot um I mean, I love receiving gifts in general, flowers, chocolates, but if I was to have my most ideal gift, and when I think about it, the gifts that have meant the most to me is jewelry. And it's not a superficial thing. It's not because, you know, I just want something that's really expensive. Um, that's not the case at all. So I wear jewelry all the time and I have very specific pieces of jewelry. And so the, the two specific pieces of jewelry that I wear all the time is one, um, my Tiffany's, uh, necklace. I bought that in New York. And for me, it was a symbol of independence and a symbol of, if I put my mind to something, I can accomplish anything. And I had gone on this trip to New York. Um, I had gone to New York for two weeks. And I had gone, one, because I was doing a yoga training there. Two, I've always wanted to go to New York. 
And three, it was my birthday gift from, to myself because I, I left. I flew out to go to New York on the day of my birthday. And four, finally, it was reclaiming my confidence, reclaiming my sense of self because I had gone through a separation from my first fiance just a year prior. And so it was for me to finalize saying, you know what, I got this and it's okay. It's okay that that relationship, that that future marriage did not work out. And that's okay because I can still fulfill my own happiness and I can still give myself that confidence and, and do all the things that I need to do in life and that I want to do until I find that, that person that I'm supposed to spend my life with and share. And so for me, this necklace, when I wear it, and it's in all my pictures and videos, I'm wearing, I wear it all the time. I never take it off unless I go floating in the sensory deprivation tanks. But that's another podcast episode. But for me, I wear this necklace every day as a reminder that no matter what is happening in my day, no matter what challenges I face, no matter who I'm confronted with, what I'm confronted with, I will get through it. And if I put my mind to it, I can get it done. Those goals that I'm reaching for, I can reach that and I can get that done. So it's a constant reminder for me, myself, every day. Um, I bought it at the original Tiffany's on Fifth Avenue in New York. So that, to me, was pretty special. The second piece of jewelry that I always wear is I have a pair of earrings that I wear. And sometimes you can see them in photos and videos, and sometimes you can't. But these earrings um, are like little whispers of my auntie's voice in my ear. So my auntie... Um, she's passed now, but she was a huge influence in my life, whether she knew it or not. Um, she was a strong woman, a wise woman, an educated woman, and soft when she needed to be. And she guided me throughout my education career. And I say career because I've made education a career. But she guided me along the process, throughout the entire process, um, from before I even turned 18 and received my trust fund for education, um, she was already whispering in my ear, thoughts, what are you going to do? What is your plan for post-secondary education? What would you like to do in your life? Who would you like to be? So those questions were already asked even before I turned 18. And when I turned 18 and I graduated, she was that whisper, okay, what are you taking in university? What courses are you taking? Why do you want to take them? And then I had my downfalls and my ups and downs in education, but she still supported me throughout the whole process with words of wisdom, with guidance, and with kindness and patience, and a little bit of sternness, which I really needed. And once I was started getting through my education, she would sit down with me and talk with me about my grades, what classes I was taking, why I was taking them, where it was going to take me, what I was learning in my classes. It was very, very reflective. Keep in mind, she was an educator herself. And so she um, was a teacher, and then she became a professor in the university. So I think it came naturally to her to guide me. And throughout my 20s, my early 30s, as she guided me along this career path, um, I just 
those little whispers in my ear of her voice are still there. And so these earrings that I wear are actually hers. And when she passed, my cousin dropped off a few things, including some jewelry um, that were hers. And when I got these earrings, I put them on. I really like the look of them, but I also put them on and I instantly felt like I had her voice in my ear to continue to guide me well after she passed. And so for me, jewelry means a lot. It's a constant reminder of either the the meaning behind it or that person or the, the meaning attached to that person. And then I think about, you know, my two engagements and receiving those engagement rings. And when I received those engagement rings, it was a reminder of the journey that that person had promised me. It was a reminder of the love that person had for me. And it was a reminder every single day that no matter what hardships we were going through, that we would get through it. I mean, those relationships failed for many, many reasons. And Um, you know, looking back on it, uh, I wasn't necessarily ready and they weren't necessarily ready for, um, marriage at the time. And, um, you know, there was a lot of things, a lot of reasons why those relationships had to end, but in my mind, I still have, even though I don't have the physical rings, I still have the memory of those pieces of jewelry in my mind and what they meant at the time when I had them. Now, when I think about, meaningful gifts. I mean, receiving flowers is meaningful. Receiving chocolate is meaningful because the person puts some thought into it. But jewelry is forever meaningful. Whether I remember exactly what that piece of jewelry looked like and felt like to wear, or I still have it and I still wear it, means a lot. My bouquets of flowers that I've received over the years, I don't remember what they look like. I don't remember what they smell like. And so for me, it's like a fleeting moment of goodness. But to receive jewelry is almost like a forever meaning for me, a forever reminder of the love and the intention and the thought that was put behind that gift and what that person really meant to me at that time. So my most ideal gift to receive on Valentine's Day or Love Day or in general is jewelry. And like I said, it's not a superficial thing. It's more of a reminder and it's more of a memory and a lasting one. And I really, really enjoy jewelry. I I think it also comes from maybe my upbringing and my family history. So my grandmother had this collection of rings and when she passed, those rings got divided and uh, my one auntie got some of them and my other auntie got some of them, but they were really, really significant because they were rings that were from around the world that my my grandfather had gotten her or they had gone to different places and traveled and she had gotten these rings and some of them were really beautiful and then some of them were really unique and eclectic um but there was meaning behind them right um and i think in my family i think the idea of jewelry um is prestige um but also 
It's lasting. It's something you can pass on. It's a, it's memories you can pass on. It's an energy you can pass on. And I think that's why I really, really value it. Not that I don't value those small gifts of chocolate and flowers, but those, those are things I can't pass on. Those are, that's not, that's energy that is cultivated, but then wilts or gets eaten. (laughs) Um, but the energy of of jewelry and the energy that manifests and the meaning and the memories attached to that jewelry, um, can be passed on. And so I also really like that concept as well. The idea of passing on that, that memory, that energy, that love to maybe the next person, maybe my children one day. So my most ideal gift is jewelry. (laughs) Um, Maybe think about what is your most ideal gift. Did you do anything? Did you get anything for Love Day this year? And if you didn't, that's okay. Maybe maybe it looked different for you today. This not today, <laughs> this week. Maybe you know, in the past years it looked different. And I mean, every year is different based on who you are in that time of of year and who you are in that moment in time in your life. And. Uh, the people that you surround yourself with, the um, the relationships you have, the energy you have, it's all going to be different every year. And so I think we also need to, to think that as well, that, you know, not to have expectations every year for what it should look like, but allow it to be exactly what it needed to be for you for that year. When I reflect back on my love day this year, I had the best day I really had the best day. I spent it giggling and laughing with my coworkers. I received this beautiful bouquet of flowers at my work. And I mean, it felt really nice also to have everybody at work be like, ooh, who bought you flowers? <laughs> and then the next day, you know, people were still commenting on it. It felt really nice. Um, and then afterwards, I, I went to school and to my university class, and and again, it was like really good energy, and I was, my classmates were really good energy, and my prof decided to do a little, you know, snippet uh, on Valentine's Day, and, and love, and you know, how love works, and different types of love, and she brought us chocolate, and everything, it was very meaningful, and even to just share that energy with my, my classmates as well was really nice, and um, I just in general had a really, really great loving day and it was exactly what I needed for myself for this year and a a reminder of um, to not take love for granted, to not take the people in your life for granted, whether they're meant to be in your life long term or short term, to just appreciate everything that's around you and appreciate Um, the energy around you and have gratitude for where you are in your life and gratitude for the love you have in your life. So as you move on through the next week ahead until the next podcast episode, maybe you think about the love you have in your life. Reflect on what did this year mean to you and whether you had a good year or bad year, there is no good year or bad year. It is just what it is. And can you find the gratitude? Can you find um, 
you know, a little bit deeper meaning in whatever it was for you this year. And, and hopefully you can wrap yourself around that energy of love, whether it's love for yourself or love for something, someone else, um, or love that was given to you and just really appreciate it and, and hold gratitude for it. I think love and relationships make life. It's not the cars you have. It's not how much money in your bank account you have. It's not your career. It's not the, the travel that you go on. All those are really nice experiences. Um, and, and I learned this lesson when I moved to both Vancouver and London. And when you travel or when you move somewhere, at first you don't really have a, a connection of friends. And you're doing it by yourself a lot of the time. And although I built up a, a network and a connection of, of friends while I was in London, it did take some time. It took about, I would say, four to, to six months before I actually had a good, solid group of people that I surrounded myself with. And so for that first four months, especially the first couple of months, um, I was very much alone other than the one friend I had already established there from Canada and my one friend who spent the first couple of weeks with me um, you know, getting used to London and the city. Um, but I was very much alone. And it was in that moment that I realized it's, I mean, traveling and experiencing that is amazing and having the means to do that and having luxury items like the latest handbag is nice, but really what makes life is, is your community and the people you surround yourself with and the love that's cultivated in your life. That's meaningful. And every day I try and own in on that life lesson that I learned and really try and own it and absorb it and create actions that show it not easy because I still have to change my old ways, my old thought patterns around it. But I do within my soul, now that I've learned that life lesson, try and adopt it um, for meaning making in my life and to be a better person and, and to show love outwards and to cultivate better relationships in my life for a more meaningful life. So let love guide you. Let reflection of love guide you this this next week ahead, and uh, stay tuned and uh, and stay tuned for the next episode ahead next week. All right, take care.